0: W W radio Yo. and welcome to WW Radio Live. I am Lou Mangello, and this is the WDW Newscast for Wednesday, September 30th. I can't believe it's almost October 2015. I want to welcome you who are watching live on NewStream, and all of you who are watching live on Periscope. Thank you so much for the follows and the hearts and the love. Somebody told me the other day we just passed a million hearts on Periscope. So thank you very, very much. It is always great to spend Wednesday nights with you because I want to... not only help you have the best vacation that you possibly can but I also want to help bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are so I have got the podcast and the videos and the blog and these live broadcasts every Wednesday at 7.30 I also do lots of Periscopes from the parks we've been Periscoping a lot in the last uh, week or two and you can follow me I'm at Lou Mangello on Periscope and I'm at Lou Mangello on uh, all the social as well everything else you can find at www.radio.com Dot com. So somebody just asked me what the announcement is. And uh, funny, we should be talking about special events in Walt Disney World because, it, you know, there's always something new going on, right? There's always different reasons to go. And I think fall is far and away my favorite time of year. You know why. Not just because of the not-so-scary Halloween party, but food and wine starts in Epcot in T-minus two days and counting. I've got my stretchy pants all ready to go for that. Uh, it's also the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. And I've got to tell you something. If, if I had to pick one event that I could go to for one night, believe it or not, I would probably say the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. And you're probably saying, what is it? I've never been. I've never heard of it before. Two. Get it. Count them. Two days. Uh, the October 30th and 31st. Uh, on the causeway in between the Swan and Dolphin, it's their own sort of mini food and wine festival where you can buy, get this, an unlimited ticket for unlimited food. And there's probably 20 or so different food stations from places like uh, Blue Zoo, Kimonos, Sib's Barbecue, Shula's. I mean, the food is exceptional. There's entertainment, wine, beer, there's seminars, Stay at the resort. They've got the heavenly beds. Um, I, I dig that a lot. And then obviously, you go, you roll right into there, into uh, the holidays and Christmas time. But like the Halloween party, I also understand that not everybody can come down and see Halloween, and see Christmas, and come to food and wine, and then come back for Marathon Weekend, and then Flower and Garden Festival, Star Wars Weekends, cats and dogs living together. There's so much I understand that you cannot come down to see it all. And as I was thinking this year, you know, we've been talking about doing a lot more special events. You know we do the meets of the Month. By the way, thank you to everybody who came to the Meet of the Month this past Sunday at the food trucks uh, in downtown Disney slash Springs. I just announced the next meet of the month is going to be Saturday, October 10th. For some of you, that date might ring a bell. I very deliberately chose that day and the location of Disney's Hollywood Studios because we are going to see and share and enjoy and say goodbye to mulch, sweat, and shears. Once I find out what their schedule is going to be, We'll find out exactly what time that meet is going to be. But just a couple days after their 11-year anniversary, we're going to have a meet there. And uh, maybe I'll be able to periscope that for you guys as well, get a little last bit of mulch, sweat, and shears. And that's the thing I try and do, right? I try and have events so we can do stuff together, right? So you can come down and we can do stuff together in the parks, whether it's a simple meet of the month, or – meet of the munch. (laughs) Meet of the munch or – We, uh, you know, rent out the Adventurers Club or the American Adventure or Tower of Terror or the Great Movie Ride. But I also understand that, like I said, not everybody can come to every single event. And I was planning the 80s party for actually November, but my travel schedule and speaking schedule is crazy at the end and the beginning of that month. So I wasn't able to pull it together, but I wanted to do something like for (laughs) and with. All of you guys as well, and I think, you know, as much as I wanted the '80s party, I think that, um, you know, you know that the Thanksgiving and Christmas and holiday season is really a time that. Um, you know, I'm a sentimental guy, but I really get sentimental. And the holidays are, I think, are meant to be shared and spent together. Um, and I said, well, why don't we do, like a Christmas party? Why don't we have a Christmas party down here in Walt Disney World? You all come down and we get together. And then I realized, okay, we um, we can't do that because not all of you can come down and you've got school and work and you've got to save to help Santa with Christmas presents and things like that. So, so, Uh, Since we couldn't have all of you, since I couldn't fit all of you in my home for Christmas, we're going to have a virtual holiday party. So what that means is this. On Saturday, December 5th, 2015, we're going to have a virtual holiday party and it's been a long time and we are going to have our hopefully once again annual online charity auction So what does that really mean? All right, so let's sort of take it little by little. We're going to have a virtual Christmas party. We're going to have a meet of the month and an online auction. The online auction that we run through the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You guys have been amazing. This is the part where I start welling up and I'm digging my nails. Um, Over the past 10 years, you, you, and you, have raised more than a quarter of a million dollars for the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. You've sponsored countless wishes of children with life-threatening illnesses and their families to come down to Walt Disney World. Well, you've done it through the running team, through the dream team, through a lot of our auctions. And this year, we are going to have an online auction again. It's going to run... From Friday night, December fourth, through Saturday night, uh, December fifth, you don't need to be in Walt Disney World. It is online, so you'll be able to bid on items. And then all that money, uh, the proceeds are going to go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Um, there's lots of ways you can participate in that online auction. You can bid, you can support. If you want to donate, we are. We over the years we've had a lot of people request to donate. Right, they want to help however they can. Um, if you do want to donate something to the Dream Team Project, we would just ask that it's a Disney-themed item in new condition, value about $25 or more. We could maybe bundle uh, some stuff together. If you email Christy at wdwradio.com, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at www.radio.com, she will help you out um, with any sort of questions that you may have and if you are in the central northern southern eastern western new jersey area and really want to help out we're going to have an auction packing party uh, in mid november again you can email christy for more information so that's what we're going to do in terms of raising money through the, dream, the through the dream team for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, but wait, there's obviously a lot more. Let's talk about the virtual holiday party. What the virtual holiday party is basically going to be is throughout the day, um, I want to sh- try and give you a taste, literally and figuratively, pun intended, of Christmas at Walt Disney World. So throughout the day, on Saturday, December 5th, I'll be live broadcasting on Periscope to really bring you some of the things that you love and enjoy and miss and maybe have never seen at Walt Disney World. So maybe we'll see the gingerbread house so I can go get some gingerbread. Maybe we'll go see the lights on Main Street. Maybe we'll go to Epcot and see the holiday storytellers or a parade or whatever it may be. And later on that night, because it is the final year, we're going to have the virtual holiday party meet with the real holiday party because we're going to do the meat of the month at Disney's Hollywood Studios to enjoy the Osborne family spectacle of dancing and possibly singing lights. Of course, as always, there's always going to be some surprises throughout the day, some prizes and giveaways, so... Uh, y- we'll we'll have more information as we start to get closer, but sort of circle the date, put it on your calendar, Saturday, December 5th, the virtual holiday party, the online charity auction, and the WDW Radio Meet of the Month—it should be a blast. I know there's gonna be a lot of people, a lot of friends are gonna be in town. Thought it would be a really fun weekend to do it. And then Saturday, uh, I have a speaking engagement actually in the morning, and then in the afternoon we'll kick off the virtual holiday party, the uh, online auction, and the Meet of the Month at the Osborne Lights, probably with some hot cocoa. Well, hot chocolate on the stove waiting for you uh, later on that night. So mark the date, save it on your calendar. If you are not following on Periscope, all the broadcasts are going to be exclusive to Periscope. Um, so we're going to do it all there. I'm obviously at Lou Mangiello there. Saturday, December 5th, 2015. So super, super excited about the ideas. We're already starting to um, it, noodle around a couple of prizes and surprises. And let me tell you that if you donate something uh, to the Dream Team project that we use in the auction... I have a special thank you gift for you uh, that you get it. And DJ Technowood, you just reminded me too. How could I forget this? It's a birthday party too. So, wait a minute. It's the holiday party, the meet of the month, the online auction, and it's Walt's birthday. How did I forget that too? I'm kind of a Walt fan am I. Um, man, it's going to be a good day and a good night. Um, I would recommend uh, dressing warm and bringing stretchy pants. Because we're gonna uh, we're gonna eat a lot while rabbit. You're right, Beatrice Feeney. So many celebrations happening all at once. So many reasons to be happy and to celebrate life and to celebrate our friendships and the fact that you guys are gonna be there. Whether you're in my hand in the box or in my arms as I give you the handshake and the hug. I didn't mean that to sound creepy, but um, it is gonna be a blast, and I am super super excited for man holiday party, virtual party. Online auction raising money for kids. Meat of the month. Osborne lights. Hot chocolate. Walt's birthday. The O-Tisney Xanup thing. It is going to be a blast. So, uh, circle it. Circle it on your Jimmy. Jimmy Styles. He's going to be there. Uh, Father George says, "See, it causes mass hysteria. It's like the papal visit. I'm just as excited about that as I am this." So, again, don't forget. You guys don't, on Periscope can't see the, uh, the the graphic I'm putting up. It is going to be a blast. And again, that's Saturday, December 5th, 2015. Uh, can we make it an ugly Christmas sweater party? Which basically means Flip only has ugly Christmas sweaters. So yes, it uh, it absolutely can be. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe, maybe, wait a second, I'll write this down. Hold on a second. Ugly sweater contest for meet of the month. I like that. Flip, I like that idea. You don't have many. You don't have many good ideas. That could have been one of them. So there you go. Lots of st- lots of good stuff going on that weekend. I'm uh I'm speaking on Thursday. Got the wedding on Friday. Speaking Saturday morning. The party later on that day. I'm going to just need to reboot and recover, I think, uh, on Sunday from an exciting weekend. But I wanted to uh, get into a little bit of the Disney news this week uh, because this is one of those things that's been sort of happening for a long time. But things are really starting to take shape and take name because d- downtown Disney is now officially known As Disney Springs, and I agree with the timing, I think it is time to get that name to change. We've been talking about the changeover from downtown Disney to Disney Springs. It's been construction for such a long time, and I think now is a great time Not just to avoid confusion, because I do see a lot of confusion uh, online and talking to people about what's Downtown Disney and what's Disney Springs. But I think we also need to start getting people used to the idea of calling it. And so Carex9678 is saying, I love it, but it is going to take a while to call it that. And I think that's why we need to start getting people used to calling it Disney Springs. And look, I I think... It's really a good time because the look is changing and now the feel and the energy of that area is really changing, I think, in my opinion, dramatically. And I think it's due in large part to a lot of the new additions, right? The the shopping, I think really the dining is what is driving the change in the feel and the change in the energy from the the food truck park, which very much has a park-like atmosphere, to the boathouse, Beautifully themed inside, love the architectural details outside, the outdoor seating, the entertainment, use of the water and having the the old boats out there. The Gelato Bar. Jock Lindsay's just opened the other day. Really dig that. I was in there for just a little while. I love the theming. Sort of reminds me of a Trader Sam's-like experience. It's small. It's quaint. It's incredibly well-detailed. You could spend hours just trying to pick out some of the different props and references on the walls and high up in the rafters. And I love, I love what Disney's doing, bringing these uh, themed-type experiences Outside the parks. And I think this is going to be one of many different types of experiences like that, um, where you bring some themed experiences, not just to the parks itself, but outside. We've heard rumors and we've sort of seen a little bit about maybe a Walt themed restaurant. I think we're going to see more IP themed restaurants coming to places like downtown Disney in the near future. But I really think. That the Game Changer, and that is not meant to be an overstatement. I think the Game Changer opened last night, and that is Morimoto Asia. It is uh, in the location of the old mannequins. That's where I spent all of my time when I went to downtown Disney and Pleasure Island uh, ages ago. Morimoto Asia opened in a location of the old mannequins uh, right across from the entrance to Raglan Road. And the first thing you notice as you start walking up to this restaurant is all of the new construction that is going on. You literally cannot recognize what downtown Disney slash Disney Springs looks like now compared to what it was. There's some amazing new architectural elements that are coming in um, in and around, for example, near Planet Hollywood. When you come out of the garage, that new observatory that Planet Hollywood is going to be and some of that almost sort of it almost you know the with the uh, with just the concrete facade almost looks like a uh, a Spanish themed architecture again the feel and the flavor is completely changing there but once you get to Morimoto Asia I'm gonna tell you the design is striking even just from the outside even as you start to walk up to it uh, And then it sort of flows from the outside in. And as soon as you walk in, you are struck and awestruck with these amazing, soaring, 36-foot-tall ceilings, these giant open terraces inside and outside, which I love. There's huge bars on the lower and upper levels. There's an open kitchen where they have hanging Peking ducks. They do sushi prep right there um, in terms of actually, you know, filleting the, the, the tuna and the fish right there. Um, it really is a showpiece. It's a show kitchen uh, and meant to be uh, observed and be entertained uh, by the guests. Um, very, very long, beautiful sushi bar. Very well lit, by the way. The lighting in there is extraordinary. Um Private dining area uh, upstairs closed off, but you can open up these doors and look out over the uh, over the lower level. And I had a chance. Uh, they had a, a media preview, which I was invited to last night uh, by Disney. And they did have a sampling of some of the food. And I need to tell you um, that the food that I sampled last night is unparalleled. A- and I say that without reservation. Um, I love... Asian cuisine. I love Japanese food. This is really uh, a pan-Asian mix, so you do get some Chinese and Japanese and other flavors in there. I am a huge sushi nerd and a sushi lover. If you've ever listened to the show, you know that already. Um, They had a lean tuna sushi, uh, which literally, it just melted away in your mouth, and the consistency of, uh, believe it or not, the important. Part of good sushi is cooking the rice. The rice was cooked perfectly. At just a hint of wasabi, but this lean sushi, this lean tuna, this beautiful, deep, ruby color, it melted uh, on your palate and had this this, um, meaty, salty sweetness to it. Uh, They had spicy chicken, chicken shumai. I will tell you, from what I sampled last night, it easily leapt. It leapfrogged to the best sushi in Walt Disney World. Uh, lots of seafood, if you are a seafood, seafood lover, they had everything from fresh fish to lobster, they had branzino on the menu, there's noodles, dim sum, they had a chicken shumai, that's just off the hook, uh, lots of meats and poultries, I had an orange chicken, it is not your local orange chicken, I, I will tell you that, it is uh, phenomenal there's also a wide variety of cocktails. I had the uh, the white lily and beautiful, beautifully presented sake in these square bamboo cups. Um, and you can just imagine over time as the flavor sort of the essence of that sake start to sort of sink into that. How much better even it is uh, going to take taste. But when you walk in, again, you look up and there's these breathtaking, long, elegant chandeliers and these grand stairways and the lines like it, it's. There's a combination of hard and soft lines and, and uh, bright lights and and dark black woods. It really... Um, it gives you a... It's, it's really about the experience, right? It was really... And we talk about the experience and sort of being enveloped in an environment. You walk in there and you forget that you are in Walt Disney World. Do you need an ADR? I think you are going to because I think this is going to be very, very popular very, very fast. Um, but... You almost get the sense that you're like in like Chelsea, like in New York City. That's the kind of a, a restaurant feel that it has. And it's elegant, but it's not um, elegant in sort of a, an overpowering fancy, like you need to feel it. You can get dressed up, and I love getting dressed for dinner. Um, you can get dressed up, but you could also feel like you can walk in there as you've been wandering out in the afternoon in in downtown. See, I did it in Disney Springs and then walk right in. Uh, I will tell you that I am not going to do a full review of Morimoto Asia for at least a few weeks. Uh, I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair to the restaurant, to the staff, uh, because I think you need to give them time to work out any kinks. Although I would tell you last night, if there were any kinks, I did not see any. Uh, but I think you also need to give the kitchen and the waitstaff time to test and adjust and get used to each other, and get used to the service, and how it's going to be, and then you review, right? I think reviewing on, on day one just isn't fair, it's not right, but I will tell you that what I had last night really, really impressed me, um, and, and that's why I'm talking about it tonight, because I was that impressed with what I saw. I think uh, the group did an amazing job, not just obviously with, with the marriage with uh, Chef Morimoto, who, as you know from The Iron Chef, But the design team, the culinary team, look, even the staff, the way they present and and so many of the hostesses in these beautiful uh, red dresses, it really sort of completes uh, this feeling. And I'll almost sort of analogize it to maybe Remy on the Disney fantasy and the Disney dream. What I mean by that is... When I stepped inside Remy, I did not feel as though I was in a Disney version of a French restaurant. I felt as though I was in a French restaurant that happened to be on a Disney ship that I did not feel as though I was on anymore. That's how I felt. When I walked into Morimoto, I forgot, and I mean this in the best possible way, I forgot that I was in a quote-unquote theme park type environment. And I think for locals, you start talking about places like Morimoto Asia— and, and Orlando STK, the steakhouse, is coming soon. And casual places like Jock Lindsay's and the outside area of the boathouse. All of a sudden, Disney Springs is finding its identity. It is finding its place in the circle of life and the circle of, of food. But for locals, this is going to be a place that we can go and spend an afternoon with, by, with your friends With your family, more importantly, because I think for some years you couldn't do that in Pleasure Island at night, you can come with your family, you can spend the day, you can spend a, a wonderful evening in a family restaurant, in an elegant restaurant. Look, I would have no problem taking a partner, spouse, business associate to Morimoto Asia for dinner. Um, because of just what a wonderful type of experience that it was. So I I really, really applaud uh, not just the Disney people, but the Morimoto people and the Patina Group people, all the people that sort of made uh, Morimoto happen. And I think this is the beginning of a huge pendulum shift in terms of how we look at downtown Disney slash Disney Springs and what this place is going to mean for us as, as visitors who, who come to the park once every two, three, five, seven years, right? This is a place now you have to circle and make time for, as opposed to if you have time, you go to downtown Disney. Uh, now I think it's a place you have to make time for. But I think for locals, um, this really is a game changer. And if you are a foodie and you love your food and you like Asian food or maybe you've never tried it before, I think that uh, to Asia in no uncertain terms, is a game changer for Walt Disney World. And I hope that this is the beginning of more restaurants like this with the attention to detail in the design, the decor, the energy, and certainly the uh, the quality and, as you could tell last night, the uh, the quantity of food. I see a lot of people excited about it, talking about the name change, talking about Murimoto. I think in the next 6, 9, 12 months you are literally not going to recognize Disney Springs as the old downtown Disney. Michaela Jane Roy says, should I go to Epcot or Morimoto to try Asian food for the first time? So I think Epcot is going to give you sort of an overall type of feel of what the culture is going to be like and the architecture. But if you want an elegant yet casual, higher-end, high-quality dining experience, I think you should absolutely. I think Morimoto is a must-do. And now, when people ask me where's the best sushi, barring something you know uh, unforeseen, what I tried last night—and believe me, I had my pajama jeans on—so I ate a lot of sushi last night. Um, (laughs) The the sushi is some of the best I've ever had, and I will tell you that lean tuna is arguably one of the best pieces of tuna I have ever eaten, and I have been eating uh, sushi for a long, long, long time. So I would love to hear from you, you and you, who are listening or who are watching, uh, what do you think of Disney Springs? What do you think of the change? Have you been to Jock Lindsay's? Have you tried the Boathouse? If and when, and I hope you do, go and try Morimoto Asia. I want your feedback. I want to know what you think. Better yet, I want a selfie. I want you to take a selfie and tweet me or Instagram me or Facebook me at Lumangello. And I want to know what you think, specifically of Morimoto Asia and maybe secondary or tertiary to that. What do you think of Disney Springs? The architecture, the energy, the feel, the family environment, and of course, the food. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391 and let me know that way as well. Better yet, call me from Disney Springs. Let me know what you think. Or even better yet, you can call me on my cell phone from Morimoto Asia because if you can't finish what you've got, I'm just a few minutes away and I would love to join you for dinner. So I would like to thank all of you who are watching live, who are listening in iTunes or who are watching the replay on Periscope, on Facebook, on YouTube, in iTunes, wherever it may be. Thank you for spending and sharing some of your time with me. Again, I am at Lou Mangiello, and I would love for you to join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live, and follow me on Periscope. I want to thank all of you when you follow me on Periscope. Uh, we, I live broadcast all night from Morimoto Asia. It was a lot of fun. In addition to the weekly show, I do live broadcast from Walt Disney World, and other Disney, and other places as well, Um, (laughs) all the time on Periscope, so you can find me there, and thank you too, for all the hearts, and the shares, they mean a lot, thanks to all of you who are watching, my box people, you know I love you guys, and uh, I love Wednesday nights, because it really does feel like, I'm sitting around, talking about things that we love, with friends, we'll have to do this maybe one night live, while we're dining, somewhere uh, out in Walt Disney World and Disney Springs. Uh, don't go anywhere. We are going to stay and chat with you guys for a while longer. We're going to cut the recording off here. So I want to thank you guys for watching. I hope you have an amazing week. See you next time. See ya.